And I'm a big fan of simplicity. And you need to be the human. You need to be the adult. And you need to take control. You are responsible for your productivity. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really pleased today to be joined by Mark Strachewski. Mark is known as Mr. Productivity. He helps entrepreneurs and executives get the right stuff done in a distracted world. In addition to his work as a productivity expert, Mark also hosts his own podcast, and he's a speaker and an online trainer. He specializes in helping people win back control of their time something I think most of us need. So Mark, thanks very much for joining Jackie, me Jackie, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here to serve both you and your audience. Oh, thank you very much. So I think we can all benefit from some suggestions on ways to improve our productivity, but um, although I hope you're going to share some of that with us. I got us, nothing. I'm really interested. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, I guess we're yeah. done. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really interested to know how you got involved in the field of productivity. What led you to choose to excel in that sort of uh, domain? It all started back in July 2005 when I was fired from my job at a local hospital. And uh, I decided that I would be an entrepreneur. Now, I couldn't spell the word, didn't know what it was, but I'm like, hi, hey, I'll be an entrepreneur. It sounds pretty cool. And so my first dive into that was on, uh, with wedding and portrait photography. Um, but I really didn't want to be a wedding and portrait photographer. I just wanted the cool gear. Now, keep in mind, we're talking back in 2005. This is Facebook and all these social media sites are really young. There was no Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok or anything like that. And so I'm like, okay, how can I promote my business that is different from everybody else? And so I said, I know I'll go, I got a friend at church who is a professional speaker and I'll go out and speak to women's groups about how to take better pictures. And then they'll love me and hire me as a photographer. First time I spoke, my wife says, um, I think you should be a speaker instead of a photographer because the women were like, they're like amazed at what you were saying. They're taking notes and they're really engaged. And so I said, okay, that's cool. I, I think I want to be a speaker, but I didn't want to speak on photography. So I decided, okay, what am I going to speak on? So the first topic I came up with, which I don't know what I was thinking, uh, how to go from hopeless to hopeful. To this day, I don't know where I came up with that. That didn't go anywhere. <laughs> the next topic was how to overcome roadblocks on your path to success. Note to self, when you're not successful, don't tell people how to be successful. So one day I'm on the phone with my, one of my coaches and I was not having a good day. I was, you know, normally I'm very upbeat and positive, but I was not having a good day. He goes, what's going on? I said, well, you know, I really love speaking. I love training. I love helping people, but I, I can't come up with a topic. And he goes, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I said, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? He goes, I know a lot of people. You are one of the most productive people I know. You should take that gift and share it with the world. And the rest, as they say, is history. Wow. <laughs> from wedding photos to productivity. <laughs> yes. That's kind of neat. Well, yeah. I, and the thing, if I didn't have that conversation, I don't know where I'd be right now. So I believe everything happens for a reason. I think so too. I agree with you. And uh, when you're, when you're starting to do that, the, the, your, 
your fellow, your friend said, you're an expert in productivity. So what did he mean by that? Well, he just said that I'm naturally productive. I believe everyone has a gift. We're all born with some talent. Some of us figure that out quickly. Some of us, it takes many years. I don't think I figured it out until I was like 49 or 50 years old. I'm 54 now. So I, I think we are all born with a gift. And maybe it was because I was raised in the house where things happened at a certain time and there was no chaos. There's no hoarding. There's no messes. Maybe that's where it got me into this. But when I was in college and high school, I did not want to speak to anyone. Later on in life, I'm a speaker. I was a radio DJ for a few years. I've got my own podcast now. Now you can't get me to shut up as is evident from this show here. <laughs> uh, that's a, I think that's great. Um, so when you're talking to people, Mark, uh, and you're trying to help them become more productive, what, uh, what kind of things do you look for in their day in order to help them? Well, the first thing I ask them to do is to tell me, you know, where are their obstacles? Where are they struggling? Where are the roadblocks? You know, what are, their, what are they frustrated or overwhelmed with? Because everybody, believe it or not, is different. I've never had two clients come to me with the exact same problems. And so I want to know, what are you struggling with? Because I really want to serve you right now with whatever you're dealing with right now. I don't want to, you know, say, well, you may have this problem down the road. I always want to laser focus on what your current issue is. So when someone comes to me, the first thing we do is I say, okay, what are you struggling with right now? This very moment, what is preventing you from being your most productive self? Okay. And do you often get the same answers from people? I know you said that everyone is different, but are they all kind of saying, oh, well, I, you know, I, I have trouble keeping off uh, Facebook or, you know, whatever it is. Do they have a, a lot of the same problems? Well, it's actually split down the middle. Half the people come to me have a very clear idea of what's going on and they don't know how to overcome the obstacle. The other people are like, I don't know. I'm like, well, it's your life. I mean, you, you came to me for a reason. So obviously you, so I have to actually dig for those people and find out what the issue is. But most people are either struggling with, you know, they can't put down the phone from social media or they're checking their emails all the time, or they're in situations that are not set up for productive success. In other words, their desk is cluttered, their mind's cluttered. They've got people and you know especially during this time we're recording this during the coronavirus you know they have more people in their house than usual a lot of things going on and they're not setting themselves up for productive success and i'm a big fan of simplicity i'm like okay let's make things as simple as possible only have what you need in front of your desk okay if you're going to write a journal entry or you're going to write a blog post, then you only need your computer and maybe your research. You don't need all the books and stuff you're not going to need. People are embracing uh, complexity, but I believe that complexity is the gateway to procrastination. I believe you should keep things as simple as possible. And the underlying theme I tell people when they come to me is that you're way too complex. You're either doing too many things or you are, you've got a cluttered work area or you're, you're just, you have no sense of um, organization or structure in your day. Those are probably the three buckets that most people fall into. Okay. I'm not going to let you see my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't think anybody can tell what I'm doing because there's just too much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So if someone comes to you, they come in and they say, I don't know how to get rid of, Facebook. I don't know how to, how to cut that off. Do, do you tell them just 
turn it off and walk away? Well, we have a conversation and I tell people the first thing you need to do is number one, turn off all notifications. People have every notification turned on for social media and email, sports and news apps. Those four should never be turned on, okay? The only exception is you can have DMs turned on if you wanna communicate with people around the world. But I say, turn those off. Number two, I want you to put all your social media apps in one folder and I want you to drag that folder to a far screen. Now, it's not going to prevent you from getting into that, but it's gonna require you a little more work. The other thing you could do if you have a device like an iPhone that has screen time, which you can actually tell your significant other or a friend, hey, I want you to lock out social media between the hours of 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. so you can't get into them. Worst case scenario, if you really are so obsessed with checking in with everything that's happening in the world, then actually delete them from your phone. If that's not enough, the extreme is you actually delete your accounts and you delete the apps. Now, I've never had a recommend, no one's ever been that bad, but you gotta re realize that you know most people listening to your show are adults, we have to practice adulting. We are the human beings. We need to say, okay, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on social media. I tell people one of the most popular, one of my favorite productivity tools a lot of people don't use is the timer. So if you wanna go on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, set your timer for 30 minutes, then do whatever you want for 30 minutes on social media. But when the timer goes off, then go do something else. The problem is people go in there, whatever social media platform, and they're like, okay, I'm just going to be here for a few minutes. But because there's nothing other than them falling asleep unconscious because they're too tired, there's nothing there to stop them from being on social media. And so social media, most people have got to realize, it's designed to keep you on there forever. That's why there's endless scrolling on every social media platform. And you need to be the human. You need to be the adult and you need to take control. It's not, they're not going to be on your side. You have to be the one taking care of yourself. That's a big thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I realize I fall down that rabbit hole so many times. I drop in just to, you know, post my little quote in the morning and, and two hours later, I'm still there. That, uh, yep. that timer is a, is an important thing. It's funny. I use it for other things, but I never, yes. uh, Never think of doing it to limit my fun time. Exactly. We, we go preheat the oven. We preheat the grill. Yep. We use a timer, but we don't think about social media is not your friend. Uh, you know, no. I, as a small business owner like you, we want to get e people's email addresses. Why? We own the email addresses. We don't own Facebook. We don't own Instagram. We don't own Snapchat. And so you're borrowing someone else's platform when you have to accept that and realize that they're not your friend, despite what they're saying, oh, we want to help you keep in contact with people. They're not your friend. Okay. That's why when you go on a social media platform, they know what you're looking at. They know what you're a fan of. And that's why they show you that same stuff over and over again to keep you on the platform longer. So you have to be the human and saying, okay, I'm walking away. I'm getting out and be done with it. Uh, yep. Everybody complains so much about the ads that show up. It's like, well, I looked on Amazon for one thing and I see it for days and say, yeah, that's exactly it. And they're not, yep. to, they're not there to be friends with you. They're there to sell you. Absolutely. And, and people have got to realize when I, I think it's funny, my wife will say, I just looked this ad on this website and now it's following me on Facebook. It's called a Facebook pixel. Once you go to that website, unless you have those cookies blocked, like I have my cookies blocked. So I don't see the same ads on Instagram as I do on Facebook because I have everything blocked. Um, you have to you have to realize that you have to stay in control. And the number one thing I tell every one of my clients, anyone who hears my voice, 
You are responsible for your productivity. It's not Facebook. It's not your mom. It's not your spouses. It's your responsibility. So like during the, you know, this is coming out, I know later, but you know, during the coronavirus, I don't know if it's still going to be on or not. People are saying, well, I don't know what to do. Well, if you're quarantined at home, you still get to choose what you're going to do. Now, you may not be able to do like during normal times, but you need to pick out what you're going to do, okay? Yes, the kids are home. They're not in school. You have to homeschool them. You have to work on your business. You have to spend time with the family. But if you enter any day, whether you have a virus pandemic going on or just a regular day, you better tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went because if you're not proactively telling your time where to go, you're going to get the end of the day and go, huh, geez, I lived today. What did I do? Cause you wouldn't be able to put your finger on anything cause you didn't plan it. And so I'm a big planner. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing. I, I like that. You either tell your, tell your time where to go or it's going to tell you where it went. And that's, yeah. so back to productivity and how important that is. It's a, it's a big, huge topic. Do you narrow it down for people or do you focus on a specific aspect of productivity? Yes, I focus on distractions because we, today, in this day and age, we are so distracted with our phones. Our phones are like a part of our body now. I think, uh, you know, 100 years from now, we may be born with a phone in our hands. I don't know. Maybe it's going to come that way. <laughs> but we are so obsessed. And I remember, you know, back in the day, I'm 54. I remember when the only way you found out what you found out how things are going to happen four ways. Someone called you, a neighbor told you there you watch the news or the newspaper there was no a plane crashed at seven o'clock and at seven to one you have video footage that didn't exist and you know what we survived we survived and now people want to know every minute something happens they want to know the very second it happened and i'm like why and i think people are getting more overwhelmed and more frustrated, which is directly affecting their productivity because it's really difficult to be productive when you're overwhelmed with whatever's going on in the world. You get so wrapped up in that checking it and you're hitting refresh and refresh and refresh. And now all the things you should be working on, you're not because you're obsessed with the world. And I think people need to really limit consuming the news. Actually, I think unless there's a crisis going on, you should really you know, not watch the news. I didn't watch the news hardly at all until coronavirus hit when a hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico, cause I live in Houston, then I'm paying attention to the news, but it's amazing. If you stop watching the news, it's amazing within hours, you'll feel so much better. I mean, literally not, not weeks, not days within hours. You're like, wow, I don't feel stressed. I don't feel overwhelmed. And then you find yourself, wow, I actually worked on the stuff around the house I need to work on. Or I actually wrote that blog post or I launched that podcast because now you're not under overwhelm. And I think, people goes back to what I said earlier. If you take control of as much as you can and not expose yourself to all this negativity, like the distractions, your, your news apps going off all the time on your phone saying this happened, this happened. Well, it's going to cause you distress because now the phone keeps going ding and you keep looking at all these messages and you get really razzled. So yeah, distractions are a really, really big part of what I teach people how to avoid. Right. And that's, I think that what you said is, is so true. The idea that we're all feeling overwhelmed and we're all feeling completely stressed out because we're all trying to keep on top of so many things all at the same time. And, you know, you think back, you know, a generation and, you know, our parents didn't 
didn't have all of that stuff going on. They'd uh, turn on the radio or, you know, turn on the TV and hear the news at 6 p.m. And that yep. was pretty much it for the day. And they'd go about their day and get all kinds of things done. Yeah. And back then they didn't have news from four to five, five to six, six to seven. No. And, and then 10, they had it for one hour. And then they had the 30 minute news before the tonight show on at 10 o'clock. So the hour and a half of news. And then there's a station called CNN headline news that repeated the same news stories every 30 minutes, 24 hours a day. I mean, and people would leave it on all day long. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yep. How much is going to change every 30 minutes? And people would literally watch it all day long. And like I said, during crisis, I get it. But even during a crisis, I'm like, you know what? Stay informed, not obsessed. Say that to yep. yourself. Any crisis, I don't care if it's a virus. I don't care if it's a hurricane. I don't care if it's a tornado. Stay informed, not obsessed. In other words, if a hurricane, they say hurricanes and up at the Florida Keys, okay, I'm aware what's going on, but I'm not going to watch the news because it could take a hurricane two weeks to get to me. It could take a week to get to me. I'm not a, I'm not a meteorologist. Stay informed, not obsessed. Great idea. That uh, lets us go along with our, go on with our day while we're still uh, keeping abreast of what's happening. Yes. Not letting it overwhelm you, like you say. Yeah. And a lot of things, you know, if you worried about everything that happened in the world, oh, it was the mass, mass shooting in Turkey. Okay. I feel for those people, but how does that affect me? Or there's gridlock in Washington, D.C. Okay, I still have things I have to do today. So when people get so obsessed, especially politics, you know, 2020 is a year of presidential election in the United States. People are obsessed over everything, every candidate saying, I'm like, but does that affect what you do today? What do you have to do today that's going to move the needle for you towards your goal? What happened in Washington today doesn't affect what I have to do today, but people get so obsessed with what's going on in other parts of the world when they're not worried about what they have to do today. Yep. I was just thinking that's the same with uh, sports teams. Most of the time you get yep. so involved in what's going on on the game, on the TV, your whole world just crashed on you because your team lost or so yes. you'd think. Well, I think it's funny. Sometimes I will yell, I'll yell at the TV screen when my team made a dumb move. My wife goes, I don't think they can hear you. And I'm yeah. like, you know, sometimes she catches me. I'm like, you know what, whether they win the trophy or not, doesn't matter to me. They're not going to share the money with me. They're not, I don't get to hold the trophy. I, yeah. You know, I don't get the, the go in the history books. And I'm like, you know what? But if I go help one client today, now that's me. But if my team wins the Super Bowl, okay, I cheered for them, but I don't get anything from that. So I think we need to take a step back and be more perspective on what is really going to move the needle for us. A lot of us are not working on needle moving activities. We're worrying about following everything, whether it's entertainment news or sports news or, you know, that what's going on in politics that we're not getting stuff done. Yeah. Okay. So I think we could probably talk about all the things that we're doing poorly for a long, long time and uh, maybe not solve all the problems, but I think a lot of people have a lot of trouble with email, for example. I know, I know, uh, Social media is a big thing, but for a lot of people, email is another time sucker. And I, and I know I've, I've been to productivity workshops and they tell you, you know, pick a time first thing in the morning or middle of the day, look at your email, shut it down the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. That works for a lot of people. My job, my, my day job is uh, customer service and they all um, interact with me through email. So I can't shut it down because somebody somewhere isn't going to get heard when they need to but do you have a suggestion for 
the majority of people on how they can control their email instead of having it control them. Yes. In your case, the example you just mentioned, one of the favorite things I like to say is get to the point, stick to the point. We've all gotten those emails where there are four or five paragraphs and it could have been like two sentences. And yep. it's like they want to tell you everything you need to know and more. The example I get, let's say you work for a company and the power company says they're going to cut the power off to your building this Friday at four o'clock. And so you're going to send an email out. Well, all you need to do in the subject line saying office closing at 3.30 this Friday. And then the body of the subject line says, hey, office closing at 3.30, make sure you're out by then. You don't need to tell that the power company's working in the lines because they're improving the building next door. And this is the only time they can work. It just gets to the point because the longer an email is, people don't read. They, they've done studies. People don't read the end of the email. So figure out what you're going to say. Say it and be done with it because then you're going to get more people read it and more people pay attention to it. So get right. to the point, stick to the point. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of signing up for all these email newsletters and they do it for work addresses as well as personal email addresses. And so when they get important emails, they can't find it. They're like, Oh man, there's, there's all these store coupons and all this other stuff. So, you know, really think about before you sign up for that free report or that free webinar, you understand that when you sign up for anything, even with me, you sign up for something, you're going to get regular emails. Now, I don't email people every day, but you got to ask yourself, do I want to be emailed every day? If you want whatever they're offering you, sign up for it. And as soon as you get something, then unsubscribe from the email list. Okay, that's that's the way I would recommend it. But if you've got to be in your email, like in your situation, you have to be in your email all the time. But if you don't, definitely get out of email. Make sure you have email notifications turned off because nobody's that important unless you're the president of the United States, but you just got to take a step back and, and figure out what works for you. I know a lot of people who spend a lot of time in their emails. I matter of fact, I had a client of mine. He spent a lot of time in his email and he would reply to people within the hour. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And he goes, well, I like to do that. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Wait, time out. So your clients don't have any expectation of getting replies fast, right? And he goes, no, 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 they don't. I'm like, so what's going to happen when your business gets to the point where you're not going to be able to do it anymore? He goes, well, I already got a taste of that because one time I had to go for a procedure in another city and I was out of the pocket four hours and people were very angry. And I'm like, well, that's your fault because you set the expectations of immediate reply. So I would say that if you don't have to reply to someone right away, Fight the urge. So let's say in your instance, Jackie, someone emails and you have to get a reply back to them within the hour and you're at your desk, you get the email right away. Then if your email service provider, like I use G Suite, I can schedule an email. I would delay it for an hour. You don't want people to get a reply right away because then they're going to set in their mind, oh, Jackie replied to me right away. She's always going to do that. So resist the temptation to reply right away. Maybe wait 30 or 45 minutes, unless you have to, unless it's obviously time is of the essence because you don't want to set the expectation unnecessarily. Wow. I wish I'd listened to you or heard that maybe 15 years ago because that's, <laughs> I do that. And people write to me constantly because they know I'm going to answer them right away. Yeah. And you may be able to do it 80% of the time, but what happens yep. if for whatever reason you're sick, you come in late, you get behind yep. your, your, and now they're like, Hey, Jackie, you've always responded in 10 minutes. What's going on to wait 25 minutes. 
you don't want that. So matter of fact, I coach clients is that look at when you have your onboarding process, tell people allow 24 hours or up to 12 hours or up to eight hours to reply. So now you're setting the expectations. I don't do immediate replies. If a client emails me, I will, unless they say it's urgent and I tell them it's urgent, call me, but I will not reply to them. I will reply and tell my uh, Gmail, which is G Suite business uh, for business. I will say, okay, send this in, the, in an hour. I don't want them to say, oh, he's at his desk. Now I can reply to his email. I'm going to get an immediate reply. I don't want to set the expectation up. Right. Oh, that's brilliant. I really like that idea. Thank you. You can use Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will. Okay. <laughs> so, Mark, I think we're going to have to uh, cut things short now. Um, we've been chatting for a while, and I've, I think you've given a lot of value for uh, for my, my listeners, and I, I thank you very much for it. Okay. I'm I'm going to make sure that all of your uh, websites, all your links are in the show notes, but uh, just so that people know, um, they're going to be able to find you at mrproductivity.com. That's Mr. spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R, productivity.com. Is that right? Yes. And when they go there, I encourage people to sign up for my free seven-day productivity challenge. It's just my way of helping you do simple things to improve your productivity. There's absolutely no cost. Just go to mrproductivity.com right there at the top of the page. Sign up for it. It's my gift to you. Awesome. I think uh, I think people would be crazy not to. The, the changes that it can make, just small things that make such a big difference. Yes. And you're available on all of the social media platforms with just your name. And I think I'll spell that out for people just in case. <laughs> it's Mark Struczewski, M-A-R-K. S-T-R-U-C-Z-E-W-K-S-I. And again, Close. that will be in the show, okay. show, show notes. Yes. I, I love social media. I'm on social media, my podcast. I have my email newsletter. I just want to help people. I genuinely want to help people be more productive. And you know what? It's not the big things. It's the little things like you just learn about delaying an email for an hour. I believe yep. you can get, become more productive by doing little things than doing the big things. That's great. And I will definitely be checking out that challenge. Thank you. Thanks very much. I really enjoyed talking with you today. My pleasure. Thank you. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know. You might get some benefit from it. See you next week.